0: This conversation that we're sharing today with Farzine was fun. I so appreciate all the people that I get to meet through you, Harry. and Farzine is somebody I wouldn't have you know stumbled upon in my average day-to-day work and yet here he is. He comes humble, sweet, kind, he's so brilliant. and yet one of the things he was willing to do for us and for the world, quite frankly, is to share his vulnerable story about his neurodiversity and the challenges that come to him just through that.
1: And what blows my mind, and he shared this, is that he found this little book so practical and helpful in improving his relationships personally and professionally. And we gave him this book a year ago, didn't say one word. And I see him at a, at a venture capitalist conference a year later, and he's talking about how useful and, and helpful it was to him. And then we learned all of the ways that it was useful and helpful. I thought it was really, really cool. And my wish and hope is that people listening to this, you know, anybody who's on the spectrum or anybody who has difficulty relating to people with a high-functioning autistic or neurodiverse, what he calls, can use this handbook to, to learn the skills of paying attention to them and being an Olympic listener and apologizing well and all the ways that he articulates its value for him.
0: Yeah, His basic insight of his, he knows now that it matters how he makes people feel, whether he's at the negotiation table, whether he's at home, it matters. And I think that's a good takeaway for all of us.
1: And the fact that he's a two, almost three time unicorn producing venture capitalist um, is very cool in terms of his professional prowess and success. I think people will be impressed with that, but I'm equally impressed with his desire to improve as a human being. So, without further ado, please welcome and listen to Farzin Shadpur. Farzin, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to our Be the Sun, Not the Salt podcast. And I want to thank you for agreeing to do this. The last time we tried this, we had technical difficulties, and you were so accommodating and um, understanding because my machine wasn't working and Connie and I were sitting here and I couldn't get it to work and you were so thoughtful and said, don't worry about it. I want you to know you made me feel great about the fact that I couldn't get the machine to work. And so here we are again. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Connie, you want to welcome Farzee?
0: Yeah, good morning. It's so nice to see you. And I I think what was fun for me in in getting a chance to meet you, that was the experiences. You know, just seeing how heliotropic and warm and friendly and kind you were in that in that awkward situation that we were as hosts. So thank you. It's fun to see you.
1: My pleasure. I want people to get both your story and why you find and found Be the Sun and the Principles helpful and useful in your work so that people who relate to your story will be helped by your story. So introduce yourself and do not be modest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good. Thank you very much for this great opportunity and of course for the book. Uh, my name is Farzing Shatpur. I, am, uh, uh, I guess I've learned from the politicians, I should say. I'm a dad, I'm a father, I'm a husband, uh, I'm a citizen and I'm a venture capitalist. <laughs> In that order, (laughs) Uh, I live in San Francisco on uh, one of the most prominent uh, mountains. Everybody sees it because there's a large antenna on it, on Mount Sutro. And uh, I uh, spend my day going from meeting to meeting, as my son says, Uh, that's all I do.
1: Yeah, and you are an international venture capitalist investing in companies um, just tell us a little bit about that side of your identity and your role a bit. And again, do not be modest in terms of Certainly. your success.
2: Certainly. Uh, well, I have to date, I've invested in 58 startups, and my portfolio is doing better than 3X. Uh, these are startups span uh, North America, Northern Europe, Western Europe, Israel, Singapore, Indonesia, and one in Africa. So, uh, yes, uh, I believe that there are smart people everywhere, including in Michigan, by the way, and (laughs) that it's on me to go around and find them and help them and be part of their journey and by gaining their trust to hopefully be also part of their company and the success.
1: I so appreciate the way you said that. And um, your portfolio is 3X. That's three times the investment for those people who aren't familiar with the lingo. And I believe you you have a couple of unicorns in your portfolio?
2: Yeah, I've hit two unicorns so far, and I'm hoping for a lot more. My portfolio is relatively young, so do you still have time? Usually, it takes seven to 10 years to get to unicorn status, and most of my investments are younger than six years. So uh, I think we have time.
1: Explain to those people who don't know what it means in the investing business, what is a unicorn?
2: A unicorn is a startup that has a hit a valuation of $1 billion or more. Uh, yes. There aren't that many of them. That Just make- a
1: couple. There aren't that many. And in the venture capital business, when you invest in a business and it hits a valuation of a billion or more, it's called a unicorn and it's it's considered really impressive. So your business acumen is, is um, impressive, but help people to understand what's the... What's the appeal of this simple little Be the Sun, Not the Salt book for you or your people?
2: Certainly. So uh, people these days don't uh, notice it, but I'm actually uh, a high-performing autistic or neurodiverse. Uh, That means when I'm around people, I, I have difficulty really understanding what they're saying. I can't get the cues. I can't get their emotions very well. I have full range of emotions, but uh, to detect them, it's a lot harder for me than for a, a normal person. Uh, it used to be that when people would meet me, I would just sit there and listen and try to figure out what's going on. And the first time that my wife met me at a dinner, after an hour and a half, she turned to me and she said, Do you ever talk? And, uh, yeah, and... and uh, I didn't know why I can't uh, communicate as well as other people do. I thought it's because I don't have good communication skills. So, as I have taken many, many, many communication classes in my life, and uh, uh, over the years, I've learned about uh, my differences. And so now I have learned that what I need is something actually beyond communication, something that teaches me how to understand people, how to understand how they perceive. The way I communicate with them, and uh, your book, uh, I would say, is uh, the most concise guide to this that I've ever seen. Uh, from uh, let's say something as simple as uh, apologizing, which we may take for granted, and for years I was told that I don't apologize well. You explain in two pages how to do it correctly, and. Uh, and 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 even and even you do it yourself too, Ari, By the way, uh, when you're not too frustrated with the technical difficulties, so <laughs> so, uh, so 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 that has been helpful to me. Uh, understanding when to connect and when to disconnect has been helping, helpful. Uh, and I have learned from your book uh, understanding how I can help people feel better when they're around me. That has been a big thing for me uh, and a few other things which I'm sure we will talk about.
1: So I can't wait to talk about those um, few other things, but tell me what you mean by that. Um, the whole essence of being heliotropic of being the sun is to make people feel better. And how have you, or how is the book, and then you, have you been able to deploy that in helping people feel better around you?
2: Okay, certainly. Uh, so, uh, first, what it means to me. Uh, for me, again, as a neurodiverse person and the way my brain works, whenever I'm in a conversation, I tend to think about the what's that we are talking about, as opposed to the who who's uh, I'm talking to. Oh, yeah. And I'm just objective to what we need to do or what needs to be done on a personal basis. The best example I can give you is when a friend comes to me and shares with me that, let's say, their parent has gotten cancer, I actually don't think about automatically offering to give them a hug. I immediately think about which doctor I should be connecting them to.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the empathy part doesn't come to me immediately. And uh, if I'm in a meeting, And there is a subject that we are talking about. The first thing that I'm focused on and I'm uh, trying to do is to essentially talk about the the objective and to critique it and not realizing that this may mean a lot to whoever is bringing it up. This person may have invested time and a lot of energy to come up with the idea. Maybe it's not the best idea, but that doesn't mean that I should critique it uh, in a way that the person should be offended. And I can confess that uh, before uh, I was more than salt or salt shaker. I was more like, uh, you know, those uh, things that they, that they have for the cooking salt that you have next to the, the real big to, one. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, the big one. I was one of those when I would go into a meeting because I would immediately try to take the subjects apart. I, not, not thinking against the person, but I didn't realize that the person and the idea are together. This is the person who was brought. It, so, it's even it's, I,
1: Connie. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, has practice made it easier, or is it something that's every day a decision and a something that you work at?
1: The number one
2: was the recognition. That that I would say was the half the battle for me because I didn't get it. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, yes, you're correct, uh, 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 Connie. The practice has definitely helped.
1: So that was what I was going to ask. In other words, as as smart and as bright and as accomplished as you are, it blows my mind that the simplicity of this message, concisely put as you put it, is able to be helpful to a person like you. You go, that is really simple to deploy to use. Uh, The way you articulated it is fantastic. Again, I want our listeners to go, I could use some of that medicine, so to speak. It helped I mean, I didn't tell you how to do anything. I gave you the book when I met you at that conference. You used it, found it helpful. It blows my mind. And I want more people to get the value of that. If you're a neurodiverse person or if you're a person who could use to learn the skill of empathy more. I mean, who doesn't know that one needs to be empathy? Well, I guess everybody or or just um, certainly you, but I love that you can say, truly helped you not theoretically but it really did help you since since i gave it to you since we've been talking it's it, you know, i didn't give you a handbook i gave you the book and you said this is really good
2: it is a handbook but better than my engineering handbooks engineering handbooks is your artistic, uh, uh, <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> he, he made a two-inch space for those people who are just listening and and you know, yes, watching yes. as far as yes. that, i'm just excited for helping more yes. people Just the way you want to help investors, I want to help more people with this handbook, as you put it. You're one who was able to deploy it, is able to deploy it. Tell us some more stories of its utility.
2: So certainly. So the first message that I took away from it is uh, you have, I forgot which chapter it is, you have it that people will forget what you talked about, but we'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And this is so true, and I don't know why I hadn't talked about it before, but but this is something that now I recognize. Yes, we talk about the subject, we go over it, we, have, we may have an argument one way or the other, uh, but what is more important is the long-term relationship, and the long-term relationship is not dependent on the objective of that day, but how... I made them feel because they are not going to forget that. They will forget what we talked about, but they will not forget how I made them feel. So I would say that is number one that I have taken away. Uh, The next one that I have taken away is to be my best self. Sometimes I'm not. Whether it's uh, at work or uh, in personal relationships or with my wife. Sometimes I may not. Consider how kind I can be or how caring I can be. And instead, I may just be my selfish self or my stubborn self. I have those sides (laughs) And so uh, being my best self, again, has helped me with my relationships a lot more than being my stubborn self. It has helped me to listen more to people and to show them that I care. It's not enough I've learned to care, but you have to show people that you care. And if they don't see that, then they don't know it. And you have to re-emphasize it and show it to them on a daily basis so that they feel comfortable and so that they feel that they are working with somebody and living with somebody who respects them and who, by the way, is a great person. So, being my best self is another thing that I've taken away.
0: I appreciate you being uh-huh. so open about that, Farzine, because it's something that you know Harry and Ashley. We all talk about this every day. We we have the ability to be our best selves, but it's not always easy. Um, and the practice that you've made of it, and talking about how it affects relationships at work and at home. Really, really interesting and something I think the listeners will take away from it.
1: I I think that's right, Connie. I think, Farzine, your vulnerability, um, honesty, authenticity, as a successful person can be more successful, more effective, more connected, both with your kids and colleagues and potential investors. And that's the, the why should I deploy this? Well, you're good. Try and be better. And that's one of the things that you're saying is that it has made you better, a better person with an yes. effort to, um, you know, work with your imperfections as we all have. You who are neurodiverse, but somebody else is something else they got to work with. I want our listeners who are listening to this going, huh, maybe I could be more better in some way, shape, or form. Um, You once said that as a person who's seeking for investors, why should you use this? And the answer is something like, you would put it better, if you want a seat at the table, this is one way for you to be attractive, for someone to want you at the table as an investor, as an advisor, as a board member.
2: That's That's true. I mean... uh look, good startups don't have any shortage of uh, investors. And so they can pick among the people who are approaching them. And to be the one who has a seat at the table, I should demonstrate that I'm going to not just use this as a one-way relationship to enrich myself. Rather, it's a two-way relationship and I'm going to be there. I'm going to give whatever I can and I'm going to uh, be a cheerleader and a supporter. So, yes, it's absolutely a two-way street. And uh, to Connie's earlier comment, she uh, mentioned the word praxis. All of this takes praxis. And as you say, Harry, practice makes better. It doesn't make perfect. So It's a really important point. Have taken away. And so, hence, uh, I use it when I'm trying to be an uh, Olympic swimmer, as you put it. <laughs> and I'm still, and I'm still not a not an Olympic swimmer. I'm more like a shallow five year old swimmer, uh, <laughs> a lesson, a listener. Uh, yes, I haven't made it to the Olympic swimming pool, uh, but I'm trying and I'm practicing. And as you have said, practice makes better. So, uh, rather than interrupting people after thirty seconds. Now I can wait as much as three minutes before interrupting.
1: So, okay. now, I mean, that's a that's a remarkable point you just made, which is rather than interrupting people after 30 seconds, you can wait full three minutes. They did some study that the average physician, I think it's 18 seconds before they interrupt a patient when a patient is talking. And, and to your point, learning to be better as an Olympic listener requires us to shut up and, you know, us smart people want to jump in, so yeah. thank you for telling us that story as well, Farzine, Keep keep sharing its utility for our audience.
2: For the first time, I'm glad I did not become a physician like all my cousins, so I had a better baseline. <laughs> I started at 30 seconds, not at 18. <laughs> For
0: the first time, I'm curious, you know, obviously this has been applicable at work and and the kinds of relationships you've built to have that many investments. What about at home? Has this topic come up at home? Are you using the book? Have you shared it with your son who thinks you're always in meetings?
2: Uh, With uh, more than anybody, with my wife. My wife has read this book, I think, more than I have. And uh, by the way, you sent me a few copies. And she immediately, as it arrived, uh, she confiscated the box and she said she needs it (laughs) and she wants to give it to her friends. So I I may need another box for myself. So done. Done. Yes. So uh, I wish it was that easy to get things in life. What what has she uh, noticed? And she tells me that I'm doing uh, better. Uh, The number one for her is that uh, I apologize. And I used not to do that. And and that actually really bothered her. So that is number one for her. And that's the number one thing that she gives me compliments now. Uh, nice. I, for example, last time I did it, uh, I meddled. My wife uh, manages the uh, uh, our son's soccer teams. And I don't know if you've been involved with managing a soccer team, but it's one of the hardest things in the world to to manage a a, a child's uh, soccer team. and uh,
0: Because of the parents, not the kids, yeah.
2: No comment. And, uh, yes. And uh, so uh, I I meddled a little bit uh, with (laughs) her management, and of course she was not enthused. And uh, so I made sure that I apologize well, and I make it clear that I'm sorry for my action, that I admit what I did. I see how it hurt her, the fact that she has put so much thought and effort into this and everything that she does for the team, and she considers all the different aspects of it, and that I was not mindful of all that when I meddled, and hence uh, I sort of untangled her efforts, and I can see how this is creating, first of all, more uh, work for her and second of all a sense of uh, agony and uh, lack of uh, control which she needs obviously to manage and so hence uh, I'm sorry about it I will not it. so she said that I apologize as well and she actually gave me credit for it
1: what's uh, so beautiful nice. what's so beautiful about that is it's the application. I mean, we have a chapter in there. It's the doing that makes the difference. It's not talking about this. It's not knowing this. It's not the truth of this. It's that you were able to deploy this simply in a way that in the real world, your wife gave you the feedback. Good job. Thank you, Farzeen. You make, you, you did good there, buddy. I love that as much as anything, that we can make a difference in a relationship personal or professional, and that's the real value of this. I love that you shared that one. I mean, more is better, and I'm always thinking about the listeners who are going to listen to this and do one of three things. They're going to do a little bit better in their own way to apologize well or remember how they make somebody feel. They don't need to do anything else, but that would be huge. They're going to go pick up the book and deploy some of the tips in the book. Or they're going to listen to the next podcast and the list and to listen to the next Farzine or the next guest who's going to tell a story that'll help somebody else so that we can't lose Farzine. I love your generosity of being willing to be on this podcast and help more people listening. Um, take something away immediately.
2: Certainly. Well, uh, let's see. What else have I applied and I pay a lot of attention to? The holding the salt is very has helped me a lot and has been very helpful, uh, and especially for me uh, the reason is that uh, I'm always thinking about uh, the answer. Everything uh, is either mathematics to me, or I turn it into mathematics in my head, and uh, and so hence, if you tell me what is two plus two, I'll say four immediately. If you tell me what's two times minus two, I'll immediately say minus four. What I don't recognize is that minus four is negative. And so maybe I should hold the salt. I should not immediately give the answer. There's a difference between plus four and minus four in people's emotions. And so, yeah. hence, uh, to me, that's how I think about holding the soul. Whenever the answer is negative four or some sort of negative, I should not be so fast in giving the answer and being proud of myself that I can say, Negative four as, as fast as positive four. Uh, I, I should actually hold it and try to maybe explain how I see this and how I see the person and how I see the person's point of view and their feeling. And then at the end, maybe I arrive at minus four. Because after all, it's something negative. It's a salt, so I should
1: hold it. This is important for people who don't understand this concept, Farzine. When we say salt, we don't mean salt of the earth. We mean behaviors that make people feel crappy. It's de-energizing behavior. And so we understand this because we're familiar with the concept for the people who are listening. What is he talking about? Hold the salt. What you mean is behave in a way that doesn't make people feel crappy unnecessarily. So that's what you mean by hold the salt.
2: Absolutely. And a negative answer or an answer that has a negative connotation, even if it's factually 100% correct, in a way it's salt because... Negativity doesn't make people, by nature, uh, cheery and happy and bubbly. It actually turns them down. Uh, uh, so, Harry, you're a lot more, I'm an engineer, you're, you're a lot more educated in this area. I'm sure you know what happens in the brain with the hormones and all that. Right? Uh, so, so hence, I've learned to take it back.
1: The, the story I often tell to make that point for people to understand is, well, don't people need to know the truth? Well, it depends and what are the circumstances. What's the relationship? What's the context? How's the meatloaf? Meatloaf, it's dry as sawdust. Now, that might be true, but it's not helpful and kind and going to make the person feel there's a different way of saying, look, honestly, some of your other dishes have been much better. I and mean, you can talk about how the meatloaf is not that great in a way that is not hurtful and harming their relationship. So,
0: yeah, you always say, say what you mean, mean what you say. Just don't say it me.
1: Exactly. And, and Farzin, we're not talking about avoiding the hard truths. We're talking about being respectful and remembering what you said earlier. How are we going to make them feel? And that's going to be very, very, very important. And you have been able to deploy this. I mean, this is a person who is neurodiverse and in the business world and now has more tools in his toolbox with a handbook. It's very short to use. Farzeean, I'm, I'm honored because you're so bright and successful and that you find this useful. That's what makes me feel so good.
2: Thank you. Uh, another one, which uh, I, I give you partial credit, Harry, because because I had figured it <laughs> out before I read the book. But it's very important, so I'm going to bring it up uh, for everybody, uh, everybody's benefit, and that is the one about assuming positive intent. Mm-hmm. I figured this uh, years ago and it has actually helped me a lot with my management skills, especially. And here is why I used to get frustrated with people not doing their job correctly or not having the right outcome when they do the work. And so obviously I would not be pleased or enthused. However, once I accepted and I taught to myself that, look, I have to assume positive intent, and here's why. I can't imagine there are that many people on the planet who wake up in the morning, and when they wake up, they say, I'm going to go to work today, and I'm going to do a bad job. I mean, probably there are very, very few people Mm -hmm. who maybe have some sort of unfortunate psychological problem, which we hope that Mm -hmm. they will Mm -hmm. recover from very soon. Uh, but the majority, I think, they actually have the opposite wish, meaning they mm-hmm. wake up, they say, I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to do good work. And so hence, uh, knowing that and assuming positive intent helps us to see true that uh, this person uh, doesn't mean mm-hmm. uh, to do a bad job. Rather, maybe the circumstances are not uh, correct. Maybe the job was not set up correctly. Maybe we did not give that right job to the right person maybe we gave the wrong job to the right person i wouldn't say the wrong person i would say the wrong job to the right person because everybody is right for uh, something if not many things and many of us uh, everybody has many different talents however if you give the wrong job to that person then it's actually on us not on that person uh, if you call me up for medical advice instead of my cousins i don't think you'll have good results no? <laughs>
1: Your your point about assuming positive intent forces us, reminds us, nudges us to cut people some slack, and by doing so, it improves the relationship and makes them feel better. They can feel, to your point, that we are um, cutting them some slack and assuming that their intent is good. So that that you're right. Look, I didn't take ownership for any of these. These are lifelong and ancient truths Mm -hmm. and wisdoms. For everyone, for all time. So I'll take partial credit for every single one of them. I like that we just codified it into a tiny little booklet for people. There you go.
2: Codifying it is so important. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. So we've got a little time left, Connie. Do you have any questions? I got one more.
0: Sure. You know, I was curious how this all started for you. So it, you, you mentioned relationships and how important, and you mentioned your wife asking you, you know, do you, ever, do you ever talk? What what was there a moment where you realized you needed to make a change to be successful in the world you are working in? Or is this something that just has evolved naturally over time?
2: No, there wasn't. I definitely didn't recognize it. Uh, I... Uh, My my father and my uncles are extremely smart. They're very bright. Uh, they can go to a metal and they can get medals. And uh, all three of them have gone to excellent engineering schools, and, uh, and they've done very well. Uh, but they were not uh, the best uh, in uh, business, at work, uh, with... Uh, uh, having so many relationships. And uh, this was, again, this was something that was not known to me. I've learned it uh, in more recent years. You all three of them are autistic. And so, hence, uh, nobody helped them. So, hence, that's why they didn't know how to communicate. So, that's how I first recognized that in order to succeed, it's not enough to just learn to be a good engineer and to learn numbers and to learn physics. Uh, Rather, I have to be able to communicate what I think and to understand what others think, and to share, and to, by the way, uh, arrive at a consensus, and uh, that's how t- it, things get done. It doesn't matter how brilliant you are with math or with engineering or with physics. If you can't communicate it, it's not worth much. Yeah. So hence, that's so how uh, my journey started.
0: Gotcha
1: it's it's such a beautiful journey and your generosity to give to others is extremely heliotropic yeah. um i was drawn to you because of that um yes you had a a kind face but you were particularly uh generous in your desire to help us spread this and that really it means a lot to me for a successful person to want others to benefit, um, it's really um, encouraging. I want others to 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 get what we have gotten, to understand what we have understood, and I think you're part of that. So, well, words of advice for those that are listening in the in the business community, in the in the world that you live in, you've got investors and startups brilliant people in the world that you live in. This is soft stuff. So give give some counsel to those people in the spirit of, I think it will help them. Give them your two cents or more.
2: Uh, uh, it will help them. Let's see. I think that's what we have been talking about the whole hour. We've been talking about all the many different ways that it can help them uh, succeed and communicate better with others. Uh, let's see, what what can I say that would add to that? Uh, here's what I can add to it. Uh, your, uh, your, uh, you said, what did you call it, collection of wisdoms? Uh, uh, your, your guidebook, your handbook, is not only helpful to people to communicate better with others, by listening better, by apologizing better, and so on, but rather you actually share a few things that help each person to also be in better terms with themselves and feel better about themselves. We didn't cover those uh, today, but you talk about how to essentially give up uh, the pet peeves, and that Mm -hmm. is something I have done, and that actually has helped me To have a better relationship with myself, it's not just about having a better relationship with others or making others uh, feel better. Uh, I actually feel better about myself because I have given up those uh, pet peeves. Do you advise not to hang with cilantro? This is actually one of the ones that I have definitely taken into account the past year and I have uh, reminded myself many times. And by the way, every time that I go to a meeting, I actually remind myself. And if the answer is no, I don't continue that uh, uh, meeting. I don't set up another meeting because it's not worth it. And so not hanging with cilantro is important. Uh, another one that uh, you uh, share that I think relates to, again, a person themselves as opposed to others is when, uh, knowing when to walk away. And I have done that in the past year. And That was for me, not for others. So I would say uh, to whoever is listening to this, not only you can read this very concise book on an airplane, which is what I did, and learn so many things that will help you have better relationships with others, but you can actually learn things that can help you have a better relationship with yourself and feel better about yourself. So
1: that's, I would say, everything that I got. It's, I mean, I just, I thank you so much for that litany of, and here's another thing I got from it, here's another thing I got from it. For those that, that, that are just listening, he's rattling off stuff that he remembers from this little booklet from when he read it on an airplane, and I don't know if you read it before you did this podcast, and he's not looking at the book, he's just remembering the, the nuggets of, of helpful wisdom that have made him a better swimmer that have made him a better person that have made him a better business leader. And I just, you, you encapsulated so beautifully how I use the book and use the principles just like you did learn to walk away, learn to hold the salt, learn to, to, you know, try my best to be my best self and, and, and assume positive intent. You're reciting the chapter titles with the full, mm-hmm. complete meaning. Um, I hope that a bazillion people listen to this and can deploy it the way you have. And again, I gave this book to you, never spoke to you for a year, and then ran into a year later, and you found it helpful. To me, that's the seed that germinates and sprouted and, and, I'm going to send you a bag of books so that your wife doesn't steal them. So you give them. So you can give them to more people. Okay.
0: Secrets stashed for you.
1: Yeah. Don't let your wife take them. Farzine, thank you so much. Connie, anything else you want to ask, Farzine?
0: I think the only other advice I'd ask Farzine to give listeners that feel like they've really connected to your story specifically is what's a good first step? How can they how can they start down this journey themselves if it sounds very hard and challenging?
2: Oh boy, what's the first one?
0: Uh just thinking that that, that journey that you told us that you started down um and I think at it, it, at one point you probably reflected and said well, I've got to make a change. I've got to do what's the first easy step somebody that,
2: could The number take? one, the number one which I would say makes the most difference for me. And by the way, I remind myself of it the most. I don't know if it's the easiest. It depends, I guess, on the person. Is the holding the salt part? Yeah. Because when I because when I get into the meeting and I'm thinking about the subject, and I'm being objective about it, that's all I'm thinking about. To be honest with you, for good or bad, maybe because of my diversity, I don't think about the person at that moment. I'm just tunnel focused on that thing. And that, entering that tunnel, I guess, is what prevents me to see the whole nature around it, all the mountains that are around the tunnel, and the great people who are standing around the tunnel, right? After all, we have a tunnel because there are mountains around. And so it's important for me to remind myself of that and to hold the salt. And again, not to blur out minus four immediately Mm-hmm. because it's a negative number. Okay. I have to yeah. be a bit more considerate. I have to maybe explain how I see it, how we are arriving it, how much I appreciate the person coming up with the idea, with the answer, with the proposal, uh, and uh, perhaps how we can improve it together and then say,
1: by the way, this will lead to minus four.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah, so that
1: pause,
0: right. taking that pause... That's yeah. great advice.
1: And, and honestly, it's these simple life hacks. It's the simple phrases that you've used that we try and use in the book to, to allow us to hold on to these simple notions that are then easily deployable. I can bite my tongue. I can hold the salt. I can assume positive intent. I can walk away. Those are the ways that you can use them. And man, oh, man, um, I hope lots of people can hear your words and um, be a little bit better. Persons, for themselves, their family, and 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 those around them. Farzin, from the deepest depths of my heart, I thank you. And there's a care package of books coming your way.
0: It's right. Thank you thank for being you. so open and honest with us. It was a real treat.
1: Totally,
2: my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, thank you, Ashley, Connie, and Harry, for giving me the opportunity to speak and uh, to share a few things about myself about the world around me and the things that I've learned in the past year.
1: Beautiful. Okay, He's so the care work. package is on its way. Thank you, Farzi. <laughs> okay, much pleasure. Have a great day. Very good. Thank you. You have to add so, a chapter, to, uh, Harry. What is it? You have to
2: add a cha- chapter and what is call, it? It, call it Eat Hummus.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to eat hummus with you.
2: Heck,
0: we live in Detroit. We have some of the best hummus around. We'll put a little tabbouleh yes. on it. It's well, great. Is, the reason I
2: suggest that is that I have never seen a meal bring people together
1: more than hummus. It's do that. True. Do that. A, or baba ganoush. Uh, hummus is not like the <laughs> It's such a beautiful point. Uh, and maybe we'll title this episode, Eat Some Hummus.
0: Eat More Hummus. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Farzine, again. Thank you. Thank you, Zee Zee again. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you again.
1: Peace and love.
0: At Be the Sun, not the Salt. Our mission is to spread this message and make the world a better place. In our podcast, we hope to share stories that nudge each one of us to be our best self. If you heard something today that inspired you, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at stories at bethesunnotthesalt dot com. And who knows, we may feature you on an upcoming episode.